Good evening and you're very welcome to the first ever live broadcast of the Leitrim GAA podcast here on FinalWhistle.ie. It's the third episode of the season and of course it is once again myself, Brefney, early with you for the next 45-50 minutes or so talking all things GAA. Now we have, uh, we've done them as live before but this is the first time we're actually live and we've got a, a lovely kind of lineup today. We're going to be talking uh, later on in the programme to Maeve Quinn about the ladies opening round victory in the little National Football League Division uh, 4 there, where they overcame Fermanagh quite easily in the end. We'll hear from Claire Owens, club, uh, the team captain, as well as her coach and manager, Hugh Donnelly, later in the programme. But first, we're welcoming back uh, an old stalwart of the show, uh, Aidan Rooney. You're very, very welcome back to the programme. Aidan, how are you doing? Thanks, Thanks Bethany. Yeah, good to be back now. Wintered, wintered well, as they say. You don't need, well, you can say that about, about me as well, uh, you don't need an introduction at this stage in Leitrim football. Anyone who, who's been following Leitrim football for any period of time at all is well aware of the exploits of the team in 95, or 94, oh, nearly got that mixed up, 95, not such a good season, we won't talk about that Galway defeat. But uh, in, in terms of 94, obviously uh, scored the winning point that day in um Hyde and a fantastic, fantastic day for Leitrim football. But you're here for today to talk about really the, the newest edition of Leitrim football and how we've been shaping up after, over the last two weeks with uh, with Andy Moore in, in charge of the team. And I suppose, what's your initial impressions? Obviously, um, you're, you're a full boat camps here, your son Nathan, part of the Sligo panel, but uh, you've been kind of following the, the thing from a distance. What's your first impression of, of how the season's gone so far for Andy and the, and the team? Well, I suppose... You know, the seasons always start off roughly. The kind of when you're talking about um, you know intercounty football, before Christmas doesn't really matter. It's not um, you know it has no significance really as to it's a lovely period. It's the honeymoon period between um, between you know the the, the preseason training and the new managers and then the reality of of, of you know post Christmas action. Um, the county season, I suppose, is compressed right in. So. If you start well, I suppose momentum is everything. But I, I yeah, I've seen I've seen Leitrim Sligo in the in the FBD game. Um, obviously, I've seen Sligo since you know in in their in their, in their Carlo game. Um, and at this stage of the season, I suppose it's strange to say there's a renewed vigor about both outfits, um, particularly Leitrim. Um, you know, the game against Cavan was kind of a shot to nothing in the sense that they didn't really know where they were. Um, you know, the game in in, in the in the dome against um, Sligo was kind of so it's a hard game to judge. The Dome is a difficult place to judge a game because conditions are perfect and it's kind of, you know, the first game out of the surface and all that kind of stuff. But the performance um, against Cavan seemed to have mirrors in it from the point of view of, you know, we kind of went in tentatively, we went at it, we saw who we were. Um, and just chatting Emily Mulligan this evening, you know, the feeling in the camp was, you know, if they treated it maybe with a bit more vigor themselves and kind of gone after it, maybe they could have won that game. But what it did was it gave them a, a foothold um, and, a, and a confidence foothold. The performance in Tipperary was, you know, people saying, you know, you always hear this talk after after a victory against, you know, a perceived better team or a team that's going well, you know, that's, oh, they were, they're off form or they're just that and other. The reality is that um, to go to Semple Stadium and, and beat Munster Champions of a couple of years ago, uh, not only beat them, but beat them, beat them substantially. You know, it's 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 a very positive, it's a very positive frame of mind. And funny, you know, you talk about there the publicity, and you see Facebook at the minute, and Andy Moran is certainly bringing um, a kind of a carnival atmosphere to the county. I don't think any manager in her past history, you know, going back through the years, has ever had 
the kind of um, razzmatazz around them that Andy has brought. But, you know, some people, maybe us older stock might be saying it's not a great way to be going about your business, putting yourself right out there to be to be knocked down. But I just feel at the minute it seems to be working. You know, there's a buoyancy about um, about the, 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 the county. There's a buoyancy about the team. There's a freshness about the team. You know, it's a very... It's a very inexperienced team in some ways. There's guys, you know, back in the team, you've David Bruin as captain, you've you know Jack Heslin back in the team. You know, Reardon O'Rourke started. There's not a there's not a fresh new 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 faces on the team um, that's different from the last couple of years. Again, for a manager, you know, you can say that's that's low risk stuff. And it's low risk stuff if you're not winning. You know, you're down. There's no expectation. But when you start to win games, and you know, all of a sudden, where it's coming from, round three of the of the league has now become, you know. The, the ultimately the most important round of the league. You, you know, there there's two massive games in Division Four this weekend. You know, we're we're at home in Carrick um, with a massive game in Sligo or at home to Cavan up the road. And you know, everybody's talking about this last day out could be a big day for each from Sligo. Well, I think it actually could be. You know, um, with merit because having seen the results in the group to date. If Leitrim reports the game properly on Sunday, you know, the, your feeling would have to be that you know the game is there for the winning. Like London have won two games. Albeit um, Waterford, um, who who had a draw against Tipperary the first day, and Carlo, who, to be honest with you, and, and it's not nice to talk about any county in in, in this regard. I suppose maybe in the past you know, we would have played Kilkenny in league games. I would have played against Kilkenny, to be honest, and you know I would have been hor- horrendously poor. Four twenty to a point or so or two. Well, yeah. well, it was kind of the way it was, and and to be fair, like I was in the Marfix Park last last week for for the Carlo game, and I don't think, and it's no disrespect to. To, to no crew or anybody it's just it's, it's the most it's the most dismal um league performance i've seen from any team um you know it's a shocking stuff uh, and sligo took full advantage of it but the reality is definitely that leitrim are are, are are on a bit of a roll um you know they've they've got a, a team on the pitch that sorry to cut a but i have to laugh because they had one win in almost two years uh, and we're calling it a roll momentum it's it kind of doesn't really uh, justify the the, the the terminology really but at the same time i think we can all kind of feel that building expectation that we saw in terry highland's first year as well and you mentioned the razzmatazz that andy brings to it and i know he's just back from new york um on that particular um recce over the last weekend which was very successful for Leitrim ga as well what what is it about this group of players and this management team that's allowing that to, to build up. Is it just that little bit of publicity and X factor that Andy brings? Uh, it probably is. Well, you know, I, I spoken to James Clancy, you know, shortly after their appointment, and you know, there was a sense of James huge apprehension, you know, because they've never been in this position before, and you know, sometimes it can work, you know, um, at the moment, like one swallow doesn't make a summer obviously you know we're not we're not getting carried away but the reality here is that you know you're on an upward curve and you've played two of the bigger teams in the division you know um and now you've opened the door for yourself so you've left yourself you know a real fighting chance you know having gone through the first two games uh, with the performance and then a win um you, you know it, it's different i suppose i'm not being disrespectful but if you'd played carlo you know, and Waterford in your first two games, and everyone would be kind of saying, that's Karen Waterford, you know, there's not much expected, but they've played Cavan, who are probably the group favourites, um, and, and have played Tipperary, you know, it's two great performances, and, you know, it, well, it's it's a good performance, and a very good performance, that have got them, you know, on the road, so, look, you can only take it on a smart breath, like, we are where we are, you know, we, we, we came out of a, a very, very dismal two-year period with COVID, um, and to be honest, haven't been involved in, 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 in club football over those two years, and I don't think, 
it, it was it was a surreal time. It was a surreal, and I don't think really, in all fairness to any team, I don't think it's fair to judge them good or bad on that period because I don't think any team had pre- had, pre- had pre- you know prepared properly. I don't think any team had got the same type of preparation they, that they're getting now at this stage, even you know into a new and you know post-COVID era. So I, I think COVID did have a massive effect, and whether it was good or bad, you know, I don't think any team was where it normally would be. And I think, you know, maybe now, like, Sunday's huge, absolutely huge. London are coming to town, you know, they'll have no respect for us, as always. Interesting, there's a couple of Sligo guys in there doing well for them at the minute as well, which brings a, a bit of added spice to it from the Sligo perspective. The reality is that um, if the game is Sunday, if Leitrim can put two points on the board Sunday, um, you know, you're all of a sudden, you're looking down the table at teams. And we were here a few years ago, you know, with Terry getting out of Division th- out of Division Four into Division Three, you know, this is our chance. You know, we have to say it openly. This is our chance. You know, it's it's popped up for us. You know, with the Cavan Tip games out of the way, we now have to have to. You know, obviously, there's some very difficult games left yet. There's still football in Wexford. You know, there's still, you know, Tipperary are going to get better as it goes through. We've maybe got we got them at the right time. The league. So, I to be honest with you, if we want to be really you know, critical about this. We'd be disappointed if we don't win Sunday. You know, we'd be we'd be disappointed if we're not pushing for promotion in that last game in the Marfix Park. That's that's the reality of where we are now. You know what I mean? I suppose it can take any turn any turn along the road, but it'd be very disappointing if we're not in that position, Breffney. You mentioned him earlier, Emma Mulligan. Let's talk about him for a moment because he's been an integral part of the Leitrim squad, most Leitrim squads over the last uh, decade or more. Uh, with one or two notable exceptions, the last season or two, and, and, and a mid-career break as well to the US uh, around like 2015, maybe. Uh, what's your take on him? You know him quite well. He was played under you at St. Mary's in in, um, in Sligo last year, and I suppose there's two trains of thought. I, I think he's got a lot to offer Leitrim at the moment. Others would tell you oh, he's past his best. What's your thoughts on him? Can, will, will he play a big part in that squad, or is he really just there to... To provide that kind of experience and and give that last 15 20 25 minutes where where needed well i suppose to put it to put any um any any anyone's opinions to bed that might be known i was talking to him this evening for for uh for a little while um there's absolutely nothing from andy moran's point of view as regards promises or guarantees for emily mulligan which is a great a great thing to hear you know normally when a player of that stature and experience goes into a group you know they're nearly automatically guaranteed their jersey um you know emlyn hasn't really got in any any game time yet you know but his attitude i have to say you know like last year for us in the club in st mary's he's, he was outstanding like he was outstanding he brought a professionalism to it you know himself and elaine had their baby daughter um you know he was he was his, his work got intensified there was lots of excuses for him in last season to um to come into um our scenario and take it easy and relax but to be honest, um, you know, I was not taken, I wasn't surprised, but I was taken aback at the level of professionalism and the level of effort and the level of work rate. Um, and he added a huge amount to um, to us, us last season. Um, and I was looking forward to doing the same again this season for us. And I know, you know, speaking to James Phelan, you know, over the over the lockdown and and, and, and meeting him um, in, in, in Sligo, Eminem, like Dara Rooney, is a massive loss to Melvin Gales. And it can't be, you know, overstated how, how big a loss those guys are to their club. You know their own their home club, but it, to be answer your question, he added a huge amount to our campaign last season. And I think, yeah, I agree, Breffney. Like you know, really, really at the moment for Emlyn Mulligan and for players, you know, there's two seasons here. Now, you know, people are are forgetting the fact that with the shortened intercounty season, it's just compressing it and condensing it more. But it's it's the same amount of games been shoved in to a shorter calendar. 
Um, and then there's another season straight after it, which is your club season, which is just so in the old old days or two years ago, you were playing integrated county and club seasons, which meant that for large parts of the season, the club players, the clubs weren't getting their county players. That was the reality. So in other words, the players were playing less because they weren't involved in some of the club games that they had to play. So now it looks like um, regardless when you go in the championship, whether it's, you know, a Connacht final or, a, or further or a Talton Cup or whatever, you know, you're going to be out of the championship or out of that you know scenario to play with your club for nearly a full season. So yeah. for the likes of Emily Mulligan, who you've asked the question about, like, it's going to be a long, long season. Like, you know, if whether he's playing or not at the moment, um, I suppose is, is 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 the icing on the cake for him if he gets playing, but he's training. So uh, as you well know, it's more difficult to train and not play than um, train and play. Like if you're playing, it makes the training much easier to get through even in a mental, you know, mental capacity, all that stuff. But we're not getting your place in the team at the moment um, and to talk to him this evening and get the kind of sense from him that, you know, he's there to do whatever he can do and do whatever he has to do. And I suppose there are people out there that would say that him is, you know, he's bouncing back from the Terry era just to kind of show that he can do it. But like you, Breffney, I would be of the opinion that to have a player of his expertise and experience around the place with the attitude that he has, has to be a positive. Like, there's yeah, no way yeah. it can be a negative, especially all those younger players, you know, when the going is going to get tough in the next number of weeks and the games are coming thick and fast and we need to get wins and, you know, difficult wins, you know, any game in Division 4, any division is difficult to get a win. It's, there's no game, a, you know, a cakewalk. And so, yeah, I think Emily Mulligan is a huge factor for Leitrim, um, be it on the pitch or in the camp. I think, you know, he... Now, whether Emlyn will be there if he's on the bench over a long period, I don't know. But I know at the minute and uh, work commitments are, are starting to intensify again for him. But yeah, I think from Leitrim's point of view, from Randy's point of view, it's a great, it's a great ace to have in your pack. Absolutely. And, and you mentioned the younger players having someone like that in the dressing room. A lot of these youngsters, the likes of Mark Diffley, Donald Casey, and, and many more of that age group, Paul Keeney or whoever it might be, would have watched Emlyn lifting that FBD trophy twice as like 10-year-olds. 11 year olds and, and there is that little bit of a kind of a just having that kind of calm and presence in the in the dressing room as well so hopefully uh it all works out for everybody and i'm, I'm glad to see him back and that he gets to kind of finish on his own terms potentially hopefully uh later on in the year one other thing we just want to mention what i'm chatting to you here as well is um we mentioned andy's just back from new york himself and a delegation a small very small delegation to be fair from the county board went over to visit the sponsors clark's Launched Leitrim jersey over there, and uh, do finish off the the New York leg of the of the the fifty mile challenge as well, and it raised huge money for Leitrim GA. Um, I know there was a, there was some negative feedback about oh they're off on a jolly, but the reality of that is that those kind of missions to to New York City, they're super important in terms of the finances of the county board, and and they were very much a net positive to Leitrim GA surely. Absolutely. And anybody who who is living under a rock that thinks not going abroad to um, source capital, um, it's 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 foolish to, to, to be thinking that way. Like the amount of money like we would have experienced that 30 years ago when we were brought to New York by the Leitrim contingent in New York, um, purely out of the generosity of their of their hearts. And um, these people will do absolutely anything for this county as regards resourcing it. And I suppose at the end of the day, you have to go and you have to show a public face. I know it suited Andy Morn, and there have been people <laughs> who are having a joke at work today about how many people would be in the crowd on Sunday willing to tell Andy about his book if things weren't going according to plan. 
<laughs> but being, and, and you fair, it's not about Andy at all. The book, it's very human, much about my OGA rather than Andy Moore. And absolutely, but 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 with human nature being what it is, I suppose 100%. anything that we can get, anything that we can get to sell it, um, is good. And I think at the end of the day, you can look at Andy in several ways. Um, you know, there are two strong Leitrim men in there with him. <laughs> Let's not forget that. But um, Andy, Andy's making the best of Andy, but that's fine. But uh, from our point of view, it's bringing the publicity back or to us that we didn't have for the last couple of years. And the New York angle is a huge angle because, you know, the amount of money that can be raised in New York and abroad in particular for Leitrim County Board is, is, is huge. And to tap into that in any shape or form, and Jeffy Clark is there sponsoring the team, which is fantastic, absolutely. but absolutely any way at all. Because at the end of the day, you know, we can all say, you know, we'll keep hammering away here and um, and Dignan and Mike Feeney and these guys are working working their socks off, you know, year on year and plenty more along with them. You know, making money to keep the teams going and give them the best available. But the reality is, Refney, the better we can offer our players, you know, the better we'll be. Like, there's, there's no two ways about it. You know, we, we can talk about money not being that significant. and It's hugely significant as regards... You know, giving the players everything they deserve, not so much, you know, but everything they deserve as regards, you know, proper financial support and, you know, expenses and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, getting to the level uh, that way, it's a huge, it's a huge uh, benefit to have that as a plus. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I agree with you completely. In terms of, I suppose, uh, bring it back to the, the reason we're here really is that the game on Sunday, it's an early throw in at 12 o'clock noon in Park Shore, McDermott. Get your tickets online because there will not be tickets uh, available on the day, but there's plenty of tickets online. Fantastic crowd the last day. I know you were at the game against Cavan um, in your uh, support and Nathan in, in Sligo and Markovitz Park that day, but um, fantastic crowd. Probably the biggest crowd we've had for a league game in Leitrim in a long, long time. Probably since the last couple of rounds of, of Terry's first year, but he, before before that, I can't remember the last time. Maybe back to PJ Carroll, John O'Mahony's time, and when you were playing in, in the pitch yourself, and that's not today or yesterday, Aiden, uh, no apologies, uh, but it, we, you know I'm right. In terms of uh, the actual game yourself, your thoughts on how it might go for Leitrim? Obviously, London come into it, two easier opponents potentially, but still, having not played a game in two years, to come out with two wins is, is fairly impressive for London side. Well, I always I always remind myself when I talk about London um, of, of, you know, our time and, and 96 going to Slip and just getting up with the skin of her teeth when we were at the top of our, you know, of our game, let's say, and um, it just—it's it, a warning sign as to what London can produce and what they have at the minute. They have momentum, um, they have cohesion, they have a stable panel um, from the last two games, um, and they're going to come here, Breffney, with absolutely nothing to lose. And this is this is a very dangerous place for 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 us to be because we're favourites and we're expected to win the game. Like the realities are, they put away two of the weaker sides in the group. Um, you know, obviously we have to face those sides yet. And, and and continue making them look weak. But the reality is here, they have put away the two weaker sides in the group as regards Waterford and um, and, and Kent Carlo. You know, I know Waterford have got a drawing as Tipperary, uh, you know, on the first day out in, in Fairfield. But I think, you know, anything but a win on, on Sunday for us is, 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 is huge. It's a huge loss, you know, because what it'll do, in essence, if we were to lose on Sunday, it's unthinkable because it puts the league away. The league is then gone because you're going to have, you know, your Tiberias coming back in, your Sligo and your Cavins. You're going to have too many teams, you know, chasing ahead of you and, you know, too much ground to make up. So Sunday, for our point of view, is, is a must-win situation. So how it'll be interesting to see how Andy approaches that. You know, he's going to do the first two games as underdog, which is which is a nice tag to go in with. Um, it kind of takes the pressure off the group a little bit, you know. And I said, we've got two, two good performance, well, a good performance and a win. 
um, with a great performance in, in some stadiums. So the pressure's on now because all of a sudden the whole mantra changes, you know, um, to we're now favourites at home against one of the lower teams in the group and the bottom half of the table. So we'll be expected to win the game. So it'd be interesting to see how, how the team handled that. Um, as a new young team, as we said, there's a lot of new fresh players in there. Um, so it's a different kind of an angle. The last time I think we played London O'Hare was to get promoted. Um, I, I think I was working with Ocean FM that day, and it was a hugely exciting day. But you know that was a different different context. Now we're in a context where we need to get into the battle for promotion, and and London are standing in our way. And I I see it as a very difficult game, but I don't see Leitrim losing the game to be honest. And in terms of uh, talking about promotion, we talked about it earlier that final group game against Sligo in Markovitz Park. Uh, all pundits are pretty much predicting that that will be uh, it'll definitely be a playoff or a, a final for one of the teams on, at stake, if not both of the teams that day. It's unlikely that both teams won't be involved in, in that shake-up on the final day of the, of the season. How do you think it's going to go? How, who do you predict to, to join most people's favourites, Cavan, in that Division 4 final this season? Well, it's always very interesting referring down here in Sligo, and I've had it all my life, You know, where Sligo think they're better than everybody. And that's it's a great, it's a great position for a neutral man in Sligo to be in. Um, you know, and I'm not saying we're there yet in Sligo. Um, last week's 28-point score... Um, will certainly help them along that way. Um, but Sligo are also very conscious, and, and I know down here they talk about, you know, when Leitrim come to town with intent, um, you know, so to be honest, you couldn't call that game. Like, you couldn't call it. Even if every four teams, even if we're Cal, Sligo return Cavan over on Sunday, which is very possible, you know, Sligo have momentum. They're playing quite well. Um, Tony McEntee has found a kind of a, something that's just working for him at the minute. He's not sure what it was because he didn't go down with any 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 hope. And he went, went with trepidation out of Wexford Park and he came out with a win. Um, and all of a sudden, the more, the more than anybody else, the thing swings in your way and you get a, a momentum and all of a sudden you're off and running. So, you know, they, it's like we've got their um, season off to a great start. Um, but, you know, Farm would tell you, Sligo would, going by what Leitrim gave Sligo, our Leitrim gave um, Cavan, then I, I would expect the game in Marfrey's Park on Sunday to be really, really tight. You know, conditions are deteriorating here all week. You're looking at pitches getting into very, very heavy condition. Um, there's a lot of rain between now and, now and Saturday. You know, more heavy rain on Sunday. So I think conditions this weekend are going to be, you know, less than, less than favourable for playing, for playing decent football. So it's going to be dogfighting. Again, again, you know, Sligo have a relatively... You suppose fresh group no more than Leitrim. You know, this is where you know the test of you talked there earlier on about Emlyn Mulligan and, and experienced players. Experienced players play a huge role at this time of the year in league football. I don't care what anybody says, you know. Um going back to the to, to our day when you like, like, like Mickey Quinn and Shane Heslin, these leaders around the place, you know, where you know, Ollie Honey Ollie Honeyman, you know, absolute you know, rock solid leaders around the place. Um you know, you need that around the place too. And just there's a balance. There's a balance, Breffney. And I just don't know. The test on Sunday for Leitrim would be how that balance is actually working out. Donal Rind is a huge weight of responsibility on him at the minute. You know, it's probably the the elder lemon in the group. And you're looking, you know, Keith Byrne is obviously flying up front. But you're looking to see all these young guys, you know. Um, yeah. Lots of turns uh, and twists in the, in the road. Uh, there is, yeah. Lots of twists and turns. And listen, pleasure as always to have you on the show. Uh, we'll probably be talking to you ahead of that game, if not beforehand. Uh, the very best of luck um, 
in your retirement now. You're not involved with any team this year, so <laughs> you're taking it easy up there in uh, in Sligo now. I'm playing golf. Oh, the, ha- the handicap, the handicap's coming down slowly. So excellent. Listen, Aiden, it's been a pleasure as always. We're going to take a look at the ladies' football. Aiden's going to leave us now, but we'll take a look at the ladies' football. We're going to start. I caught up after the game at the weekend uh, with Hugh Donnelly and Claire Owens of the Leitrim squad. Donnelly, a fairly simple victory in the end. There, very comfortable. Ah, yeah, look, listen, it, it's, I suppose it, it, you can look at it both ways. We can look at maybe the performance of Fermanagh or we can look at, at how well we played and, and, you know, the few opportunities that we give Fermanagh. So I'm going to choose the latter. Um, look, we, we set about our job, we had a job to do, we set about our tasks, responsibilities, we've done them, we've done them really well. And I suppose, look, the scoreboard reflects in terms of the, the, the dominance, but at the same time, you know, we went a better job and, and we've done it. And look, we've we got some great scores, some, some fantastic passages of play, and, and that was probably the difference in the two teams. Owns Leitrim captain for I think third year in a row. That must be a bit of a record. It's actually fourth, Brethren, would you believe? <laughs> I wasn't going to credit you with that, but <laughs> I'm that old. <laughs> it's possible. Well, today, as you didn't age too much in the left, it turned out to be a fairly straightforward victory in the end. You've got to be happy with the performance that your girls put in. Absolutely, just very happy with the work rate. Um, you know, like any game of football, it's not everything isn't going to work perfectly or as planned, but every single ball we lost. Um, it was back within seconds because girls were just so willing to work hard for each other and yeah, loads of really good stuff came off as well but probably the work rate is what I'm happiest with and uh, just that we had so many girls on the field and that they gave such a good account of us as a panel and, and them as individuals. Yeah, we spoke to Hugh about the fact that every single member of the panel got a run today, some a bit more than others but at the same time everyone got out, got to feel the, the ball in their hands and, and contribute to the win. Yeah, like it's been a, it's been a long time coming and we're really looking forward to today so uh, delighted that so many girls did get a run and yeah look it's hard for management to kind of get that balance between you know keeping a structure to the thing for for enough of the game to see um it out and then to give girls a chance as well so yeah hopefully um the girls that got a run are happy with that very impressive day for your forwards uh, 418 is a decent score at any level but uh, quiet enough at the back except for maybe the last 10 or 15 minutes when they the Fermanagh seemed to come back into the game they never really said said die even though the game was well beyond them at that stage yeah, like I suppose every team will have you know a chance or two in a match to, to maybe come back into it or get on the scoreboard. But I think we held them out very, very well for most of the game. Um, they have some very key players, obviously, but I think we dealt well with them. And yeah, as I say, a team will always get a chance or, or two in a game. So they took them and <laughs> fair play to them. But I think overall we, we held them very well. Yellow card in the, uh, 20 minutes into the game, just the last 10 minutes of the first half, probably killed the game of the contest. You were very comfortable before it, but I think that yellow card just kind of push that wedge a little bit further between the two sides. How important was it for Leitrim to, to keep the discipline and, and make sure they kept 15 players on the field at all times? Though? Yeah, very important. The ref was very um, clear about it before the game. He said the rules are the rules. He played advantage. Um, you know, he'd be as fair as possible, but he would be applying the rules. And I think he very much kind of stamped his authority on the game in the first maybe quarter, I suppose. But no harm, because then it just meant that girls really knew they had to be disciplined. Um, that yellow card probably just gave us the chance to get ourselves sorted at the back. Like we, we were kind of still fi- finding our feet there, so it probably did uh, help us just, to, as I say, find our feet and, and get sorted. Some say you only learn lessons in defeat, but uh, coming out of today's game, what, uh, what lessons will you take for the rest of the league campaign? Well, every, every day is a school day. Um, like You're a teacher, you yeah, would say well, that. Yeah, but there, no, there is plenty. Like, and, and as happy as we are with kind of the, the work rate and the effort, there's always things to work on. And, you know, even... Um, just kind of how, how teams can, like they, they got through a couple of times for points early on that you know we, we wouldn't be happy with that and uh, just working on kind of how we can set our own structure up and stick with that rather than 
you know, reacting to how a team set up as such. But um, look, we have been working hard. We, we know we're not finished article at all. So even without the game today, like every time we go training, we're trying to improve something. So we'll just keep at that. Great crowd today here in Ballinamore. How much of that are you aware of on the pitch? Like probably seven or eight hundred people stand nearly full. Yeah, like it's just it's just lovely to see after the, the few years we've had um, and just that people kind of want to get out. It, it's available. They could sit at home and watch it, but they chose to come here and it really does mean a lot. And, you know, on tougher days, that does make the difference. So today, I suppose it was nice to have. There'll be days that we actually will need that crowd. So it's just it's just brilliant to see it. Yeah, no, we spoke to Roisin Fowley during the week and uh, she was chatting to us about her return back to the, the team. There's a couple of faces maybe that we've seen in previous years that back in the squad this year. Has that given a bit of a boost to the, the morale within the group? Yeah, there's a, there's a brilliant mix. There's familiar faces who are back from abroad or back in the fold. There's some new young girls, um, but they're they're really, I think I said there's someone else, they're really only young by age. Like they, they play with such experience and then the few of us that have been around for a long time. So it's like, it's, it's training is brilliant. It's really enjoyable and, and I really mean that. Um, it's just there's a good balance of familiarity and new girls in that are really looking to make the mark. I saw you for the last 10-15 minutes of the game there after you came off uh, chatting to Hugh on the sideline looking like a kind of an assistant manager is that uh, something you've given thought to yet? Or <laughs> no, no absolutely not. No. <laughs> I know I do, it's, you like to you know the girls that have gone on you like to kind of still be supportive of them even when you're on the line so um, I don't generally tend to, to sit in the dugout but um, no definitely not not moving that way just yet. Well, listen, well done today best luck in the rest of the league campaign. Thanks very much Refi. Neve, uh, we've heard from the participants on Sunday. For many years, you yourself would have been in that role as captain of Neutral Ladies over the years. Um, talk to us about the game. You were at the game on, on Saturday, Sunday afternoon in Balnamore. Not really much of a contest, really. Is that fair to say? Absolutely, Leitrim were well ahead from the first thirty seconds. I think it was less than a minute before they had scored their first goal. In fact, if you if you weren't there in time, you'd have missed. I it. wasn't. I was a minute late. <laughs> I actually was, but I was like, "Who scored it?" Because you were just almost not even nearly getting into watching the game, and suddenly there was a goal. So it was fantastic, and they really did put on a fine performance. Now. I suppose Fermanagh will say that they were missing a number of their, their players, you know what I mean? But having said that, Leitrim really showed up on the day and showed the kind of football they can do. There was a, it was a wonderful team performance, I thought, uh, with obviously a few notables really standing out, I suppose, which Michelle Gokian, I think, deserves, even though I see that she was the top scorer. But apart from that, her ability to look up and you can see her looking to see what's the best ball as well as being able to take her own shot, of course. And there was lovely combinations. But I thought also the backs did very well in that, OK, we considered a goal at the very last 10 minutes. But prior to that, one of the things that worried me last year was our conceding of goals. And we didn't concede any goal la last Sunday until the final few minutes. And I wouldn't worry about the final few minutes kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? At the, at we that, have made 15 substitutions at that stage. At that stage. 15 substitutions, which was yeah. wonderful to see too. And fair play to management for making sure that all players did get a chance to get on and even just, you know, somewhat at the pace of it, you know? Yeah, because nobody, even when they made all those changes, you kind of expect a couple of players maybe not to be at the pace of the game, but nobody stood out obviously at least um to be great. not at the races yeah there's a great fitness level there and it's well not only just great fitness level but also great intensity the players when they came on got straight in and straight up to the intensity of it and that was really good to see now let's talk about Fermanagh for a second because obviously last year they met in the championship one point separated the sides 
and Leitrim kind of rode their luck a little bit on that one last year. It's a very different Fermanagh side. How much can you really take from that result at this level? Because I think Fermanagh might struggle to even get well, results against Antrim and Derry I, over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and I was I was talking to somebody from Fermanagh afterwards who's who's well who's involved in some of the other teams, and he was saying like they are they are missing seven of the players that they would have expected to have out. So I suppose you, you'd a note of caution. Having said that, it was a tiller absolutely terrific display and the way that Leitrim played and the intensity that they brought to it and how they maintain that intensity is what would give you great confidence and great hope in how they're doing. Fermanagh certainly aren't the team that they were last year and you know uh, they certainly have work to do and they're certainly struggling there a little bit, it has to be said. Yeah, there's some interesting names probably back after a period away from the game or maybe a period out of the starting 15 at least uh, with Leitrim over the last few seasons. Roisin Fowley, probably the most notable we had her on the show last week. Uh, she scored like 1-1 one, one or 1-2 one, uh, when she came into the fray uh, in the second half. And the, But there was a lot of impressive performances from a lot of players maybe who haven't got to see that much game time in the Green and Gold jersey over the last 12 or 24 months. Yeah, no, that's very true. And there was, there was a few players back. You had, of course, Neve Tide there starting at midfield and Avian Quinn, I suppose, back in two who had been injured, say, a number of years ago. And and Sarah Reynolds, I thought, for her debut uh, game... Not a bad start. Yeah. 30 she seconds in, back of the night. She was absolutely... But also, not just that, great finish on that first one, but also she got very involved. She threw her body in and got on and got her... She got involved in the game. She got in. She You knew she was there. And she had a few lovely uh, combinations. I must say, admire the way that the forwards, now they overplayed it a little bit at around 50, 40 minutes in the game. They were over-elaborating at one stage, but beautiful um, combinations between the, the forwards in terms of how they're playing for one another. Yeah, because last year, I suppose, Alva Clancy would have been part of that um, forward option and Merne Devaney would have featured as well. Um, Merne, I know, was injured. Alva's, um, I believe, is, is travelling or is, uh, planning to go travelling in, in the next little while, so isn't available this year. People would have expected Leitrim maybe not to have the firepower they had last year, but if anything, it seems to be even stronger. Well, it's, it is quite amazing almost to look at what they have on the line, you know, and there would be many counties glad to have some of the players who are on the line actually starting with them. So it's they're in a very good position. They're in a very strong point, the point of view of, and there seems to be a great mood in camp, shall we say. There seems to be a great atmosphere in camp too, in terms of people really working for one another and enjoying it i suppose to some extent you'd nearly have to say and no i mean they have a savage panel it, you know it's it's absolutely terrific to see and just really looking forward to this year ahead and what they're able to achieve you know yeah now if memory serves me right we chatted early on last season and you predicted an intermediate championship but you did have a little caveat that you thought it might be this year rather than last year. It's kind of turned out that way last year, at least a, a defeat to Kildare kind of stopped that um, ambition. But I suppose now, would Leitrim be in, in the frame, do you think, are they stronger than they were 12 months ago to maybe push on and, and challenge for that intermediate championship? Of course, the Mary Quinn Cup as well. Yeah, I know that would be very special, wouldn't it? Uh, yes, no, I think they are. I think they have a stronger squad. I think they have a stronger squad this year. And... I think that the you know there's players I suppose that have joined some of the younger players like Amy Fowley and Sarah and even Neil Ryan who's the sub goalie. Um, 
they're a real bonus to the team and Roisin Fowley that you mentioned as well. I mean, those players kind of bring with themselves their own intensity and at training, no doubt as well, they do. But I I think it's a stronger squad than last year and possibly starting out better. Last year, they had had a slow or a later start, should we say, maybe because of COVID and everything else. This year, there's really no excuse, you know what I mean? And 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 you would have very high hopes, you know what I mean? And I know I said last year, and I, I mean... It is just a case of when are they going to do not will they just a case but it always has been Leitrim ladies has always had the had the ability to win intermediate I suppose what excites me most I think is that when we won in 07 the players on that team were at the end of their cycle and had been playing the likes you know well many of us for many many years but others had played like Sinead Brennan and the likes of that and Nick win 12 13 14 years kind of thing you know what I mean and this team Okay, there are a few that have, a f- in fact, young players with the vast experience, but they're young. You know, I mean, we talking about the Hessens, they're, they're very young players. You know, they have great experience and at the same time, they're quite young. And I'd be, Leitrim any year, if they got their act together and had the right fitness, which they have this year, and the right kind of skills and work, are capable of winning the Intermediate All-Ireland. But what you'd really like to see then is when they do that, that they can actually push on and be competitive at senior level. Yeah, because I suppose we looked at Mead now. I remember that game over in uh, Cavan two years ago, and yeah. uh, Mead really put Leitrim to the sword that day. You knew there was something special about that Mead side to go on with the intermediate championship and then to go on and win a, a senior championship. I think Galway did something similar, um, although it might be 15 years ago now, uh, get to an Ireland final the year after they got to the one the intermediate championship. Can Leitrim do that? Let, and I'm doing them camp chickens well before they hatch, but. If a side like Leitrim were to come through that, um, is it realistic to expect them to be ultra competitive at the top end of the senior championship, or or would it be a case of just try and survive and not come back down straight away the following year? A little bit between both, I suppose. You know, well, I mean, we were able to do it. It depends on just how much they kick on in terms of intensity. Like the intensity that they're reaching now is capable of winning them an intermediate you'd have it's it's a whole step up after that but i suppose the thing about it is they have the ability to you know and you look at some of the young players that there are coming up and what have you the ability is there if it's if it's like made happen and and what what i love about it is is that the age the age profile of the players is right the age profile of the players is right this time around you know what i mean so you know it, it is a it is not a matter of if it's just a matter of when will they do it you know will it be this you mentioned that we were talking off air about the Heslin family, and of course, uh, our, our condolences go to the Heslin family in Carrie Allen of after the death of uh, their father uh, this week. I saw it on social media earlier in the day, so our thoughts with them, with the whole family and the extended community there. But it's been a rough week in that regard for ladies football in the county. Um, and I, sure? I, I, I'm going to interrupt you and just say. I suppose our area at the moment are just devastated with the death of Aoife Dunigan. It's it's so sad and words can't, there are no words and just our sympathy from the whole community and anybody who, and and lots of us know know the Dunigans and, and just a beautiful young woman, too short, cut too short. 
absolutely and i'm sure the entire uh, gaelic football community um at all levels will support both the heslin and the family uh, this week in there and their loss or yesterday wherever had them in terms uh, may i suppose finally to finish up um the club season this year st bridget's back at it again for another year uh, they had a, a sprightly young goalkeeper in goals last year will he be back yeah. for the year this year oh absolutely absolutely um and you never know, there could be somebody there to push me out. We'll see. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm enjoying, I, I enjoy, I enjoy playing and it's great to be able to thank God, thank God to be able to, you know what I mean? And um, we have a young team with the the notable exception, shall we say. And, uh, <laughs> and you know what, we're, we're building, you know what I mean? And we're building and we, and last year we would have gone out in the spring league. And I think we may be even suffering the same malady this year where we're in division one at the moment when it comes to the league. And really, I think everybody will agree we're not fit for that at the moment, but you know what, that's where we are. And we haven't got relegated because of COVID and what have you and such, such it is, but it'd be great preparation for us for a championship. And, you know, we, we will keep playing and uh and we'll enjoy it we've enjoyed last year even though we had some you know what i mean the, the games are enjoyable and we were walking off the pitch saying do you know what that was good you know yeah. what i mean so that's that's what football should be about as well well i suppose we may have as many uh, female footballers over the the last couple of decades uh, up and down the country have found it'd take a brave woman to attempt to push you out of any position <laughs> uh, listen Maeve, uh, thanks so much as always for joining us a pleasure to have you on the show and i suppose we might be chatting to you again after the games against uh, Antrim and Derry to come in the, in the coming weeks. Thanks very much, Breffney. Lovely talking to you. Thank you. And that, folks, is it for another week. Technical things. We are live today. So, uh, just getting the nuts and bolts out of the system was always going to be one little mess up. In terms of the week, that is it for the show for the week. Thank you so much to Aiden and to Maeve for coming in and joining us. We're going to be talking next week about the success as well as the games of the weekend. Of course, the ladies travel to Derry, as you just heard Maeve mention. That game throws in at 2 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. A few hardy souls will make that journey, but the game is live as well on uh, the ladies gaelic platform all the games available there uh, i think the season pass is 50 euro for the whole year well worth looking into if you're a fan of the game i think the individual games are five euros each i could be wrong on that check social media for all the information i think it's five euros per game on that but do give the girls your support whether it's social media or making that trip to Derry at the weekend i know they would really really appreciate your support the lads of course London are in town here in Carcanchown, and it's going to be an interesting game. They're top of the table at the moment, but can Leitrim take them off that and, and leapfrog them with a victory on Sunday afternoon? I know that the county expects, be able to see now, as Aidan said earlier, how the county team get on with the mantle of favourites going into a particular clash this weekend. That game is early. Do not adjust your clocks. It is 12 noon that game throws in in Park Sean McTiermida on Sunday afternoon. And uh, make sure you get your tickets online. Tickets will not be available on the day at the venue. So do get that sorted uh, prior to the actual weekend, prior to the game itself. You will be left disappointed if you don't have a ticket when you arrive at the game on Sunday afternoon. We'll also be looking back at the successful campaign around the 50 mile challenge. We touched on it earlier and a very, very successful finale to that in New York over the weekend. Andy Moore, of course, the guest of honour 
at that in JP Clark's over the weekend. Very successful weekend. It looked to be by all accounts from all the, the comings and goings on Facebook at least, um, but very, very successful. Over 175,000 euros raised to help fund the county teams here in the county over the next 12 months. Very, very important piece of work done by some fantastic people. And there was over uh, 1,200 people took part in that campaign from, I think we, we, we talked about last week in terms of the numbers, Eamon Degnan touched on some of the numbers, just astronomical, the number of counties and the number of uh, countries involved, both in participation and donation. Thank you from Leitrim GA to everybody for all of them. Uh, I will pass on their congratulations. I have no doubt they would want me to do that uh, today. Thank you so much for joining us on the first live broadcast. We'll be back again next week. We will talk to you then.